Hey there, and welcome back to the Etsy Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey, and today we're talking with full-time e-commerce seller, full-time entrepreneur, Ryan Hope. You may know Ryan from his YouTube channel where he teaches people how to successfully sell print on demand online, Amazon merch, on Etsy, on Shopify, things like that. Super successful guy that gets a lot done in a very short period of time. Uh, in today's show, Ryan talks about what it takes to succeed on Etsy in today's world with print on demand. We dive in deep on certain topics such as the importance of your main image and why they're crucial for Etsy success and actually how to improve them. Here's a clip from today's show. Yeah, like I'll actually keep it real too with my Etsy story. So when I started Etsy print on demand, um, I like I didn't sell I didn't sell my FBA products on Etsy. Um, I went just print on demand route, you know, and I always yeah. optimized my entire print on demand journey for based on my Amazon merch journey. And with Amazon merch, just to briefly just kind of tell how it works, like it, it's an invite only thing when you get accepted, which you can apply right now. It's just amazon.com slash merch. Mm -hmm. um, they start you off. You can only list 10 designs. And until you make some sales, 10, all you get, all you get is 10. And then you start making sales. They'll reward you. They'll bump you up to 25. You go from 25 to hundred, hundred to 500. So like, that was how I paced myself on my journey. And I liked that they did that because it was gamified. So then it's like, when I learned about Etsy print on demand and that we can integrate with a production partner, get automated sales fulfillment. I was all about that. And I had, you know, all these designs that I'd already created that I've already been monetizing. You know, I know which ones are. Like I know which ones to prioritize making available for for sale first because I've already got the sales data from um, Amazon where I started, you know, and yep. so it was a real easy transition for me. Super awesome episode for you guys today. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Everbee. Everbee is the Etsy growth tool that helps Etsy sellers grow their business by finding winning products and getting more sales. Uh, with with Everbee, as you guys probably already know, uh, you can see all the revenue for all the products on Etsy. You can see how many monthly sales a listing is generating. You see the tags that that listing is using to drive their SEO. And you can see the keyword search volume for each keyword. So you actually understand what people are searching for. And then you actually understand what they're actually buying. All right. It's a tool you guys need to be using to grow your SEO business. So sign up for free. Everbee.io. All right. Let's jump into today's episode. So man, we're super happy to have you on. So thank you for coming. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, man, I'm happy that we get to sit down and like get to know each other a little bit better and uh, yeah, talk, talk Etsy. Totally. Because we know we like, we have like, we kind of live in the similar circles um, where we've come across like each other in like a few different groups and stuff. Haven't got to connect a whole lot. Uh, obviously, I know your YouTube channel and I'm sure a lot of people listening like know your channel too, uh, where you just like give so much value and for free, right? On your on your YouTube channel for, about e-commerce, about Etsy, about other, other platforms as well. Um, but I'm curious, man, for personally, like I want to know your story like a little bit more. We kind of dove in a little bit, but like where you live. Yeah, yeah. So what I was saying earlier, like I grew up in Northern Virginia, like went to school here. So I have like my high school friends, my college friends, everybody's kind of here, my family's here. Cool. Um, and, you know, it's, it's also like a support system, <laughs> like, like people that wonder how I kind of get as much done as I do with my business. A lot of it has to do with just like, that support system that I can lean on um, my family if I need it, like legitimately, like just yesterday, my mom did a wire for me. Um for my like FBA business, you know, that's time that I don't have to spend driving to the bank, you know, and th those, those little things, like they add up for real, like, um, in terms of people watching that maybe want to like replicate my success, like, it's great to have that motivation. But the one thing I'd challenge everybody to do, just focus on how you spend your time. I'm not telling you to like change anything, just really like think about how your time is spent on a day-to-day -day basis and optimize it. Cause time is money, especially with 
selling on Etsy, regardless of what you sell, you know, I mean, if it's print on demand, like that's, you can, you can list all day. So you got to kind of figure out like, what's the best way to make money um, in that regard. Cause it just opens up the doors. Um, I love it. I totally agree with you. So in so many levels and you run a remote business, right? Just to be clear, like just so everybody listening, like you, you do YouTube channel stuff, which is awesome. And then you also like running your, run your other online e-commerce businesses, all this stuff is remote. So like we talked a little bit before we started recording of, of commute time and how it just like eats up your time and stuff like that. Um, like talk about like, if you could sell like the opportunity to of e-commerce, right. To people. And like when it, when in regards to like time savings and stuff like that, if you can figure it out, like how much time do you oh, spend sure. in a car? Cause a lot of people right now are listening to this and they're like, they could be commuting in their car, right? They're sitting in a 45 minute traffic, right. To get to their day job. And they have this dream of like exiting that job and like having their online business, right. Talk to those people a little bit, like inspire them. Like, can they do it? Yeah. It's funny too, that you said inspire. So I'm not going to say what I used to say to my coworkers. Cause like there was a time where we would park above ground at my old, my old job at a small company. And then they tried to force us to park underground or pay for a parking pass. And I did the math of like just the extra five minutes of going underground, circling a couple of times, then taking an elevator up how much extra time of your life every single year you were wasting as yeah. a result of the extra five minutes, both ways. So I won't go there. Uh, but if you need inspiration to, um, if you need inspiration to like work yourself out of that situation, like I, I, I don't want to be cynical, but it's just like, man, when I was sitting in traffic, it, that was all the motivation I needed to not have a nine to five, like for real. Uh, I ended up actually leaving my nine to five February of 2020. So right before I could have worked remotely and probably held on to that job for another year. But you know what? I don't, I don't look back or regret anything. I honestly worked that job a, a lot longer than I probably needed to. I was a web developer. So Cool. Um, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like work on my passive income side hustles, side hustles at the time that became the the yep. main income from work. You know, it helps to be at a computer all day. <laughs> so totally. And I think, dude, I think I, I, I was the same way, by the way, like I was a corporate job. Um, I, I got, I was good. I was a good employee. And I, when I say like good employee, I mean like I was a top performer in my company in a way that like I can perform what everybody else is doing particularly made hours I could do it in four hours and I could spend the rest of my four hours I could I could pr proactively kind of spend it on my e-commerce business at the time first it was Amazon FBA for me um but so like same as you it sounds like uh yeah dude I, I'm the same way too though like if like in my the way my brain kind of works is like well I'm gonna be a developer so I'm gonna be really good at development you know so like I, I always told people like you can sit a hundred developers. I mean, I was a web, web developer specifically front end, but um, yep. I could do some back end, whatever. Like if you sat a hundred of them down, gave them the same task, like someone's going to finish first, right? Someone's going to finish last. Chances are the person who finishes first is going to have the best work because <laughs> it's not a competition of how long you spend. Like you, there's elegance in writing less code, you know, yep. and that's often like the best solution. So yeah, like if you can get your job done quicker, it was almost like a, a testament to you being good at your job as a developer. So that was something that like, freed up a lot of time like i used to do my like be designing t-shirts and like sometimes i would remote desktop into my work um from work to my home computer and just be like using upload automation at home while <laughs> i'm at work you know and, like i used to be crazy like that but that's like honestly like i took it so seriously like in my mind it wasn't a joke it was like i want to set myself free and see like what life is really about when you don't have to be beholden to somebody else or beholden oh to a paycheck so yeah man and like fba sorry with fba led me to print on demand, um, started with Amazon merch, which is a great print on demand opportunity where like is an Amazon run program. And I realized I can take my merch designs, start listing them on Etsy and, uh, just, just kind of did the work that I've already done, the hard work, the research, the design. I'm like, okay, I can just put it over here on Etsy, a growing yep. platform and have it all automated almost the exact same way that it works on Amazon merch. And 
I love I just, it. I just I, kind of stuck to it. Yeah. There's so much there. Thank you for that. I, I want to unpack some of that. So when, what year did you start? What, what year did you launch your Amazon FBA first business? Yeah, I hired, I couldn't figure it out on my own, man. FBA is tough. Like it, it's hard. It's, yeah. Seller Central is honestly, they, they like redid the whole UI. It's still super unintuitive. Yeah. So funky. I don't blame anybody that needs help. Like I just by chance, if you want to call it that, like cross paths with somebody that was like an FBA coach. And it's like, what are the chances? You know what I mean? Yeah. What are the chances? But I, it just like fate, you could say, brought us together. It's probably so manifestation. You probably manifested Dude, that, that. That moment like led me here for real, like indirectly. Um, and and yeah, like I, I I said, you know what? This is too good to be true. Like I I, kept, I got his contact, ended up hiring him. Honestly, like back then it felt like a lot of money, but it, it was only 2,500 bucks. And he saw me through from start to finish, like just one meeting a week, every Wednesday night. Love it. And um. That was that, you know, and then with, with FBA. Yeah. Like I said, that, that helped open the door to other opportunities. Oh, totally. But I still yeah. sell FBA. I love it. So do I, by the way, like that was my first, my first like online e-commerce business. I still sell, I still literally have like products, like whatever. Um, same, uh, very cool. So I unpacking that a little bit, you took, you took, you took massive action. First of all, like you're just an action taker as your personality. So that's one reason you're successful in your career, which is web development, your first career. And then you took massive action for this other opportunity of like this e-commerce thing, freedom lifestyle type of thing. And then you took it a step further and actually invested in yourself, right? $2,500, by the way, is like, to, to me, I'm like, yeah, it's a no brainer. So the majority of people listening to this are just like, oh my gosh, you spent $2,500 on this person that's unproven. For what, and like, exactly. For what, yeah. exactly. And it's not always clear. Um, but the point is just the willingness to do something like that was obviously a testament to you. I don't need to tell you that, but um, that's amazing, man, seriously. Yeah, that's a, it's, you know, it's a good story to tell too. Cause it, yeah. I mean, it was just so like, and what's crazy just to like, even zoom out just a second, if you believe in like fate or whatever chance, like the guy who I was, I was supporting a friend who was giving a keynote speech at like a local business. I don't know what to call it. It was like a local business owners, like once a month meeting thing that I wasn't even a member of that whole thing. Yeah. He was the member and he invited me and a couple other people. Like we were all in a fraternity together in college. He was actually the reason I joined the fraternity. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm yeah. supporting him there and I meet the FBA coach. Yep. You know what I mean? Something that I would have never done on my own. And it's just oh, kind of like yeah. that ultimately led me here in, in an indirect way. So. Oh, totally. Well, I, so when you, you talk about like fate and you believe in fate and stuff like that, I personally do. I believe, well, I believe in like manifestation. I believe like you set, you set your visions on something and you get so clear on it in your mind. And all of a sudden, like the universe or God or however you want to look at it, attracts it to you. And that sound, yeah, sounds like to same. me, that's the way I would explain same. it to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like that's not even a coincidence to me. That's like, actually just like, that's exactly how the universe works. Um, if you actually look at it that way and if you documented all the things and this is like nerding out, but like, if you documented every time that happened, it actually pretty freaking obvious that this actually how it works. Dude. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm hundred <laughs> percent with you, man. We could go on a long, a long tangent about this. Trust me. And I could share some stories that I probably shouldn't share publicly that like, oh my gosh. Be, you know what I mean? Same seriously. <laughs> and I've seen it every day. Um, and it's because we're aware of it. Okay. Uh, now you started your FBA business. You had some success. It sounds like yeah, it's probably some failures in there too. Um, tell us about like what the opportunity is for like Etsy. Let's dive into Etsy more specifically. Um, print on demand. You you already said you shared that. How much people? How much can people actually make on print on demand? Like what's like like a an awesome big number? And then what are like some like average numbers? And then like obviously you can make zero, right? So share a little bit of that. You have a lot. You have a big circle, kind of like I do in this in this regard. Yeah, like I'll actually keep it real too with my Etsy story. So when I started Etsy print on demand, um, I like I didn't sell I didn't sell my FBA products on Etsy. Um, I went just print on demand route, you know, and I yeah. always optimized my entire print on demand journey for based on my Amazon merch journey. And with Amazon merch, just to briefly just kind of tell how it works, like it, it's an invite only thing when you get accepted 
which you can apply right now. It's just amazon.com slash merch. Mm-hmm. Um, they start you off. You can only list 10 designs. And until you make some sales, 10, all you get, all you get is 10. And then you start making sales. They'll reward you. They'll bump you up to 25. You go from 25 to hundred, hundred to 500. So like, that was how I paced myself on my journey. And I liked that they did that because it was gamified. So then it's like, when I learned about Etsy print on demand and that we can integrate with a production partner, get automated sales fulfillment. I was all about that. And I had, you know, all these designs that I'd already created that I've already been monetizing. You know, I know which ones are like, I know which ones to prioritize making available for, for sale first. Cause I've already got the sales data from um, Amazon where I started, you know? And yep. so it was a real easy transition for me. Um, but like Etsy for me, like I'm not one of the like major Etsy success stories that I know you've interviewed yeah. in the past. Cause like I lost my Etsy shop in 2019. I'm transparent about it. A lot I of it, it was, dude, a lot of it was just because it, during Trump's presidency, like I realized you can sell hats all day. They don't have to be make America great again hats. You can swap America out with like golf, make golf again. I mean? just oh, as yeah. an example, right? Make yeah. golf great again. Right. And it's like, like, I don't need to go do any research. I'm just like, I'm just going to make a bunch of these and throw them up and see what happens. And like, all sure. of a sudden I'm making all these sales and everybody gets in on how easy it is. And the next thing, you know, people realize they can just report me and say that this was their idea first. Mm-hmm. And there's no validation. You're just on the receiving end of enough reports. Eventually you get your account. Anyways, not to be, <laughs> I'm, totally. I'm back on Etsy. I love the opportunity, but like a lot changed in the about year and a half I took off. It got a lot more competitive. Like the, the bar was raised. You know what yep. I mean? You can't jump on and like just throw a bunch of hats up and not optimize the listings. You got to go out there and like do take that primary thumbnail, make it look a little bit better, make somebody excited to purchase from you. You know what I mean? Cause there's two ways to frame it. There's, Hey, it's a simple hat or there's, <laughs> Hey, it's a simple hat that ships fast and here, let me highlight the, you know, the design and ma- you make sure you can see it and uh, add a yeah. video. So if you mouse over it, it shows a video, you know, all that little, the little things. I love it. I totally agree with that. Like it, it's not, it's, it's, it's becoming like more of a platform. It's, it's becoming a little bit more mature, meaning like the sellers are becoming more advanced. Um, if you're not going to, or, or they're coming from other platforms like Amazon and coming over to Etsy and they're pretty, they're more advanced on, on Amazon. Right. And they're coming over to Etsy and they understand some, a lot of the fundamentals. So the Etsy seller that doesn't understand some of the fundamentals they need to play catch up or they'll lose. Um, like they need okay. to catch up on all these fundamentals. They need to understand the research. They need to understand how to make a design, but the cells um, and the, the the image, right? The listing, the optimize the listing. You can't just like throw up like cool hat and, and expect a bunch of sales. I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's a process. And like someone, I was just reading a YouTube comment the other day. Someone was like, yeah, you know, I just dove in head first. It's a lot. I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I know I'm going to do it. Like, I know I'm going to make it. That's the, that's like the perspective you have to have. It's better to understand that there's a lot coming at you that you're going to have to digest and just know that you have to face the learning curve and accept that you will come out the other side better yep. than to not know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause if you go through it and you only do the minimum and you genuinely don't know why you're struggling to make sales, you know what I mean? It's better to just know, Oh, you know, I didn't do my best when it came to you know, optimizing my tags or my thumb. Honestly, I think thumbnail is like one of those that a lot of people could use improvement on. Okay. And, um, on that like and yeah, somebody, somebody just emailed me the other day and they were like, look, like two things. Like if you just started print on demand over again, can you replicate your current success? I said, yes, but it's going to take me the same amount of time. You would think it would take me less time because I know more now than I used to. No, I think it'll take me the same amount of time. Like I, I'm going to give myself a long time horizon. And two, I didn't get specific about anything, but I just said, look, a lot of people, I think gather a lot of knowledge about like what's the best way to go about succeeding at print on demand 
And then I think for whatever reason, like maybe life gets in the way, that means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. And they create mental justifications for not doing things to the highest degree that they are capable of doing. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, what you end up getting is like, a little bit of effort, like technically you tried, but you'll never know what you were actually capable of achieving. Cause like you, you came up a little bit short, you know, I just challenge people not to do that. I love that. Um, can we talk about a little bit about the, the, thumb, the thumbnail thing? Um, I think you have a unique perspective on this and not a lot of people I've actually had on the channel actually talk about thumbnails and I, I agree. They're super, super important. Um, can you walk us walk through the seller that's just starting out? Like why are thumbnails even important? Like start, let's start there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like uh, the best way I'd say is like, go to Etsy and do a quick keyword search for anything. And what, and put yourself in the mindset of the customer, like, mm-hmm. to, like ever since you start selling, you kind of go into the seller mindset and sometimes we get trapped there, but then you got to switch back. Like, no, no, I'm the customer again. Just, just quickly look at, you know, what you're seeing in search results. Like the thumbnail speaks to the potential buyer more than I think anything else. Initially, that's like where your eyes track. You know, I was a front end web developer. So like this stuff is always on my mind. Like yep. when you lay out a web page, like you kind of set like a, it's like a user orientation system. You, you guide their eyes based on like how big something is. And then like, what's the next thing based on, you know, size contrast or color okay. contrast. It's, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah, like it's kind of like when you're Facebook scrolling, right? Everybody has Facebook here, right? Probably they are scrolling and like their Facebook ads, right? It's like a stop scroll, right? A scroll stop, right? Mm-hmm. Does this thing catch my eye? You know, like it's a similar type of mentality. Like when it comes to Etsy, like look at all these, there's 64 listings on this page, by the way, right? Like on this Etsy search page, which one is going to get the click? Which one's going to my attention, right? And um, is that kind of how you view it? For sure. And like, it's worth noting too, that like your, your approach is there isn't like a one size fits all approach. You're not going to capture every sale. Some people like, it like a, a specific way of laying it out speaks to them and not everybody else. You know, like on Etsy, one thing I like is that this is something too that I think I bring a it's maybe a unique perspective to relative to a lot of other people because I'm like a heavy Amazon seller. Yep. That's always been consistent for me. Like I never lost an Amazon account. Yep. Knock on wood. Um it, it on Amazon, you have to have the white background on your primary thumbnail. So you don't get to have fun like customizing it and making it all. You know, like on Etsy, you can go a million different ways with that primary. You know, that's the one people see in search results. So that's why I keep harping on the primary thumbnail as like the the lead magnet, right? Yep. On Amazon, it has to be white background. Yep. Otherwise, they'll like algorithmically just suppress your listing. They'll just turn it off. Um, so exactly. like on Amazon, in, in my experience, like I think that led to darker colored shirts selling better because like a black shirt just contrasts better against the white background than a white shirt does. You know, but if you go over to Etsy, you see... Well, you see the full spectrum of colors, number one, in the primary thumbnails, but like also you see a lot of like lighter colored shirts leading, at least in my opinion, you see a lot more than you do on Amazon, you know, on a relative basis. So there's little things like that, that you can kind of, I think almost capitalize on, but I would always invite people just, you know, searching Etsy for whatever you're attempting to sell. It's free. It only takes a minute. Um, Just kind of do some market research, look at your competition, look at what's working. They tend to put the best performing listings at the top of the page. So that's, that's your hint, you know? Totally. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Like which, which ones are working is, is the key. And obviously like shameless plug of everybody, right. It's like, all you do is like click on product analytics, you sort by revenue or sales or whatever you want to call it. And there's mm-hmm. other tools that do this too, but like, um, use them, right. Use the tools. Like this, t- this tools are here for you to like take, have an advantage. And if they're getting sales, if they're getting views, if they're getting favorites, if they're getting all these things, they're doing something, right. Let's just follow, follow what they're doing. Kind of like at least pay attention to what they're doing. Right. Um, one thing that I was curious to get your opinion on is like with thumbnails, for example, let's say I have a hat, right? And I want to sell this hat and there's a lot of competition for this hat. Let's say you can't really compete on price because they're all kind of the same. Let's say like shipping is all kind of the same. Um, let's say they all free shipping. What are some things you could make this thumbnail stand out? 
Like, um, is it like, just like maybe two or three things. Like for me, I guess I'll start off as like a free shipping badge, right? Like some sort of badge or some sort of like mm -hmm. wording or something like that. Take advantage of the Etsy platform. Um, is that kind of what you would suggest to kind of like look at stuff like that? For sure. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the thumbnail for me, I always like, I mean, obviously Etsy's come a long way. Like there are people that just have such like beautiful, elegant thumbnails that I feel like yep. fit the Etsy vibe. Yep. And I still, when I see some, I'm like, damn, like I need to up my game. Like I, totally, you know, all same. these years and I still see people raising the bar and I'm like, damn, I need to keep working, you know? Yeah. But um, things that always pop in my mind are like some of the simplistic stuff. Like if it's a black hat, I'll probably like get a background color that, or some background, it could be back background with elements, doesn't matter, mm -hmm. uh, that contrasts well, that let the hat like kind of pop a little bit. Mm. Um, I always want to make sure like whatever, you know, in the context of a hat or it could be a shirt, if there's any text, like I want it to be easily read. I want them to know that like the text that they expect to be there is there, you know? And then <clears throat> even beyond just the thumbnail, oh yeah, you could also add things like, like, even if it's not free shipping, you can always put something like ships fast. You know what I mean? They're, they're, what does fast mean? It's it's relative, right? So, uh, by the way, Amazon, I know we're an Etsy podcast, but like Amazon, dude, they just recently changed. Like, if you are FBM seller, like similar to how you're you're fulfilled by merchant on, on Etsy, like yep. they made it so that like if you had a five day or more handling time, they put like big, bold red text on your Amazon listing that said like ships in five plus days, you That's know, cool. switch it to four. They, they make it nice green text that says like ships in three to four days. Nice. So I just, I was like, why did my sales drop off? I was using five days. I had to switch. Oh, interesting. But on Etsy, I was going to say too, like the star seller, you know, I have a um tab dedicated to my Etsy like inbox. So I'm not missing messages. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm quick to mm -hmm. respond. I know that can get, you know, crazy as you get more successful. Um, some of the people we know, like outsource that. If you need to do that, do it. But like the star seller badge, that's a nice way of popping. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, your reviews are public across all your listings, at least the review count, you know? So, and I, I I do things like run a sale. I know that not, you don't have to run a sale, but that's something that shows up in the search results too. So 100%. like all these little things, they're like subliminal check marks in the customer's mind when they see you. Yep. And I would say they're not necessarily like big high level strategies. They're just tactics, right? They're little tactics, little tools that you should, should be kind of using, right? They're like the sale, um, for example, like something that actually most people don't know, um, surprisingly, that you mentioned the sale instead of like doing like a sale forever, like let's say a two week, three week, five, five week sale, run it for three days at a time, right? It just gives a little sense of urgency, right? To the, to the buyer to be like, oh, the sale's ending. And because Etsy yep. rewards you, they kind of share something. I forget exactly the copy that they use, um, but is that kind of what you do? I imagine. You, you know what? Like <laughs> up until like a month ago, I was resetting it every single night, but I, I set yep. way too many recurring calendar reminders for myself. So for my own sanity, I had to like, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. Totally. But I was resetting it every single day, every single day, 24 hours. Like I would reset the sale because you can go in. Like, again, I just have a bookmark tab to my sale. So it's like, I don't need to like remember and go to Etsy, key it in. Like I'm always making things as simple as possible because I spread myself thin. I got, sure. you know, I do a lot of stuff, obviously, like in, in simultaneously. So for that, it was like, how can I make this as simple as possible? Okay, the tab's there. I have a calendar reminder. It's going to tell me to do it in case I forget. I click end sale. I go create the new sale. It's maybe five clicks and a little bit of text to name it. And then I just, just restart it, you know? And it's Love it. it's like, some people get overwhelmed at the thought. I'm just like, what is it actually? How many clicks is it? Can I <laughs> default a browser tab? You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, it's only 40 seconds a day, you know? So, and then also when you restart that sale, Etsy can sometimes email your customers, hey, yep. that product you, you favorited or that you had in your cart, it's on sale, you know? So it's like, again, like that anytime you can bring people back to the platform, and they're doing this for you on your behalf. It's not like running a Shopify store where you have to do it yourself. So just like leverage these things. I love it, man. Totally, totally agree. Those are some solid takeaways. Um, 
one thing you, cause you have so much going on right now. It didn't start out that way. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I imagine, right. I don't think you did at least, no, uh, no. You, it, you, you started one thing at a time or, or maybe, maybe one or two things at a time. Right. It sounds, I imagine cause you're a human being, mm -hmm. uh, yep. web designer. And then you decided to go FBA. I imagine you probably had other things going on, but you really focused. It sounds like you hired a coach. Like you went all in on that one thing that you chose to, to, to learn. Um, a lot of right now, I, I see this so often and it kind of like kills me a little bit. And I don't know how to convince somebody otherwise is that people are like, they're trying to do so many things at one time. So they have a job, they have kids probably, um, just because they're later in life and that's, that's, that's fine. So they have job, they have kids, two full-time jobs, by the way. Right. Uh, then they're like, I want to like escape this job so I could have more freedom to live with my kids and live with my family. Okay. So what they do is they, they try to look for ways to do that. Awesome. Etsy is one of them. Amazon is another one. And then also this real estate investing is another one too. And so what they do is they jump into all three things at one time mm -hmm. while they're still like trying to manage the two other things. So pretty soon they have like two or three new businesses. They're trying to learn literally from scratch. Can you talk to that person or like, what do you think about that? I guess, first of all, like how, how do you think about focus? I would say one thing is like, it's great to have that sort of ambition and that fire inside you. Like I had that fire inside of me bottle it up and make sure it stays there. You know what I mean? Like I, I never really had the, the, like, I, I don't know. Also, it's like a mental thing. I'm sure me and you could probably vibe on that just based on what we said earlier. Like, like I didn't, I don't have like self-doubt. I don't have imposter syndrome. Like the craziest thing I ever experienced in my life was like, I, uh, in summary, I guess, like I was a web developer, right? Like I was good at that. So I worked as a web developer and I ended up teaching web development when I was 25 in college. And I'm like as old as a lot of my students are. And I'm like the first day driving to teach with no training, no clue how I got there or why I'm doing it, right? It just kind of like got to keep challenging myself. I ended up, I got a master's degree. That was the real story. And I was like, why did I get a master's degree in IT? I'm a developer. This doesn't pay at all. Like having a master's degree meant nothing. It was a waste of money, honestly, unless I used it to, to make money, which has led Perfect. me to teaching. And I remember just being in the car, like, what the heck am I doing? Like, how am I going to stand in front of a, a room of my peers sure. and teach this when I have no clue, right? And so like that made me just, I just came to the realization like, yo, you have to do it. So you might as well get over the fear because it's not getting you anywhere. It's not helping. It's not beneficial. Take that like, and just roll with that and, and, and set your mindset to like, I'm going to do this. Like, I don't have self-doubt that like, I'm going to see something through. Like with my FBA business, I'm like, when I hired that coach, I'm like, cool. I know I'm going to launch an FBA product. And if I fail the first time, I'm just going to go through the whole process again. Sure. And it's going to be twice as easy. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, like, because I don't have kids. That's one of the things I use that as a motivating factor, though. Like, I know I want to be rich when I have kids so that, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to come to these like harder decisions about like losing sleep at night, trying to start the business. And, you know, I'm I, I love my sleep, so I'm trying to get it all done now. And uh, yeah, yeah, one totally. thing I'll say, though, man, like just in summary is like I, I love sleep. It helps me. Um, My webcam's a little bit blurry there. You're okay. Like me helping uh, sleep helps me with like my mental focus, uh, diet, exercise, like all of those things that everybody kind of talks about normally. Yep. Um, that's like, I take all of that, like very seriously, uh, on my day-to-day -day life. And that kind of helps me like be able to do everything that I do. Sorry yeah. about the webcam issue. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> no, no worries. Let's keep you on. Uh, no, totally, totally appreciate all that. Like I would, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I probably, I personally have like imposter syndrome occasionally. Right. Of course, as I think anybody would when starting, starting new, th new things, um, like self-doubt, like it pops in my head, but I think that, I think it's, a, it's, I think it's normal for people, most people to have those things. It's more so like how you actually, how you tackle those things when you, you know, how do you overcome them? Are you, are you going to let, are you going to let, are you going to let them bury you? Right. Or, are you know, like, 
try to proceed. And I think, and how you proceed is by taking action, by taking the right steps, by hiring the coach, right? So therefore you didn't even have to really think about it because you have somebody showing you their way. Um, I think also like people just need to bottle up all that fire, like you said, all that ambition, all that fire. And because you have limited resources of time in this case, you need to, to take that bottle and not distribute it three ways, not by three businesses. You need to right, distribute right. it into one, focus it into one because that's your limited resources time. So let's just like use all that energy into one business. And that's Etsy. If that's Amazon merch, do it. If that's Etsy, do it. Right. But don't do three things. Like if you already, if you already time is already a limiting factor, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing though, there are like some subset of people that probably can do like, I'm one of them, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that like, yo, like I, I'm really good at using a computer. I was a huge computer nerd since yep. I was 13. You know what I mean? So like I stick to what I'm good at. It enables me. Like, no joke, like right over here, I've got everything I need to be a successful stock options trader. Like, I don't ever talk about that, but that's just something that's like part of my personal evolution. Like, I think this is going to make me filthy wealthy. You know what I mean? I know it will. Yep. I know it will. Like in my mind, I don't have any doubt that like that is coming at some point, but these trades have to kind of come to me. I can't force it. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, I, do. I can do this because it's in my realm of expertise not not stock options i just mean like using a computer having four computer monitors having a super fast desktop you know what i mean like i was really good at computer games i wasn't just like you know playing for fun i was like no like i'm gonna waste my time doing this i'm gonna be good yeah. now i'm good at keyboard and mouse like i know that's silly to say but like yep. it all it all helps me like achieve things fast and efficient you know yep exactly no totally man like you're using resources that you have like the skills and you're stacking the skills and compounding them on top of each other and they kind of like overlap into other 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 businesses other things because things become easier when you're for example learn one basic skill of a computer just general general skill of using a computer that thing can go used like broadly across these other other skills and businesses right and as soon as you learn canva for example right is like as soon as you learn that all of a sudden you can use it for print on demand you can use it for like graphic design like you can use it for like designing an invitation for your friend and selling it to them or whatever, right? The point is like stack the skills. Yeah, and it, I mean, hey, like bringing it back to Etsy and Everbee, for instance, like Everbee will help you regardless of what you're selling on Etsy. You know what I mean? It's like, so whether it's print on demand, that's kind of what I think I'm more synonymous with um, or something else. Like some people are um, crafters, you know what I mean? There's there's some beautiful like handmade stuff on Etsy. Uh, if you have like, like you're an art artist or whatever it is, woodworking. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Yep. Like, and you have the ability to kind of be dynamic in what you could potentially sell, you know, using a tool like Everbee to help do market research, identify the opportunities, not just kind of say, oh, well, I'm just going to like, I'm not trying to like hate on anybody for doing this, but some people that's how their mind works. Where it's like, I'm going to do this. It's like, well, you skip the market research part. You should go back and say, yeah. I'm open to using my talents to, monetize those talents in selling things that I can verify, right? It's like, if you're yeah. more open to that and taking a step back, you like, I, I'll tell you off camera, like what my first like FBA product I launched was, but it's like hilarious. You know what I mean? It's like a janitorial <laughs> product. You know what I mean? It's like a, a disgusting thing that nobody would think to sell, yeah. but market research told me, Hey, there's opportunity here. And the rest is history. <laughs> like I still sell it. You know what I mean? Totally. I love that, man. Um, so, so, so good. Okay, cool. So let's wrap it up a little bit. Um, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm at uh, Ryan Hogue Passive Income on YouTube. Uh, I was featured in CNBC. So if you Google me, you'll probably find the CNBC article. <laughs> like that was, uh, it came out November of last year. Uh, that was super cool. And um, ryanhogue.com, I have a blog. I kind of blog some about some stuff. My my journey, I have income reports for the first like, I think five years of my journey from like 2017 to 2022. And I post daily sales updates now on my Instagram story. So you can find me on Instagram too. 
I love it, man. Thank you so much uh, for for sharing all that. Thank you for uh, contributing to the e-commerce community. Like personally, I, I love it and we're trying to do the same. So it's always like fun to connect with the people doing it. But um, seriously though, man, really, really appreciate appreciate the value that you bring. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for the invite, Cody. Of course, man. Talk to you soon. Cool. Cool.